Hallelujah. Thanks, Warren. God is good, isn't he? <laughs> oh, how he loves us. I enjoyed that. It's so true. It's so true. Are you happy today? If you're not, the Holy Spirit really knows how to help you. He knows. He really does. Now, I just, it's so astounding to me that God understands us so amazingly and he's so willing all the time to do exactly what needs to be done to touch whatever part of our heart is hurting. And he knows exactly how to undo all the knots. You know, I've been thinking a lot this week um, about something Brian Simmons often says. He says, there's nothing wrong with you that a kiss couldn't fix. There's nothing wrong with you that a kiss from God couldn't fix. And you know, I've been thinking about that this week and thinking, that's so true, God. You know, sometimes the enemy will come and he'll, you'll, you'll be thinking negative thoughts. And, I, you know, occasionally I can find myself going down a, a thought pattern. Oh, yeah, I've got thinking about that. Oh, that's a problem. And, you know, you start to get negative. Instead of thinking about things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, as it says in Philippians 4, or as Colossians 3 says, set your mind and keep them set on things above. You know, if I see myself, feel myself getting into a track that is not one of those two things, then I recognize, okay, well, that's not where God wants me to be. Automatically, I remember that is not the will of God for me. The will of God for me is to keep my mind set on things above. He's my glory and the lifter of my head. He doesn't want me worrying about things. He wants me to not be anxious about anything, but with everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, with, uh, with supplication, with thanksgiving, give and make my request known to God. Hallelujah. And he'll let me live in peace. So if I'm you know, going through mentally processing and going down a negative track, I stop myself and I say, hang on, there's nothing wrong with me that a kiss from God can't fix right now. And I take a deep breath and I lift up my eyes and I think, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Like the old chorus, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And you know, it really is the answer. <laughs> and he does it, he does it so wonderfully. He'll come and he'll minister to you. He'll speak to you through the word. He'll He'll lift up your heart. He'll, he'll help you. He says, I am your glory and the lifter of your head. All you have to do is go, oh, I need some help. I need a kiss from God. And he'll go, here I am. I'm the one that's able to lift up your head. And I'm so glad you asked. Let me help you. Hallelujah. And, you know, I, um, I've been really praying, as, as I believe we are in a season, a truly a sovereign season of awakening and revival. I know it. I see it happening. And as, as he is moving us and awakening our hearts and reviving our hearts, I know that I have been for quite some time now in a season of genuine personal revival. Is anybody else sensing and recognizing that? It's true. And in it, I've developed a real hunger for the word of God too. And 
You know, we, um, we love to, and we're being deliberate even as a family to, to put the Word of God uh, even more centrally in our, in our household and in my thinking. Um, because it's not out of a religious thing. But if you've ever seen somebody who's in love, I mean, I, we have a lot of young adults here, and I've seen them when they're in love. They are, they're checking their phone every second minute just in case there's a message. You know, maybe they liked my photo on Facebook. Maybe they sent me an email. Maybe they sent me a message. Have you ever seen them? It's like, just, I, just, I just, just have to check. And if there is a message from them, it's like, ah, he sent a message. This is what he said. And this is what someone in love looks like. They're thinking about him. Thinking about her. Oh, send a message. I better just check Instagram too. But you know, there is a personal revival going on. And I don't mean to trivialize this in any way. But it's causing hearts to go, just want to see if he's got anything else to say to me. Maybe he's got something else to say. I want to look. Maybe I just want to. I just want to know him more. I want. I've been singing. My my soul's been singing. I sometimes I wake up with songs, and that often the Holy Spirit speaks to me through music, and He will remind me this way. But my, I've been singing recently. I want to fellowship with you. It's a Misty Edwards song. My soul cries. My soul. Christ, my soul cries for you. And I'm just, I want to fellowship with you. I find myself saying it, thinking it, speaking it, and saying, yes, God, this is what my spirit is craving. I crave fellowship with you because it's in that place of fellowship that is the source of life power, everything flows from the Father of lights. I just love Pastor Warren sharing that scripture, that the good things that come from God, our Heavenly Father, all those good gifts come down from the Father of lights. Hallelujah. It's in the book of James. And he's continually wanting to pour good things into our hearts. We've been reading uh, Proverbs in our family devotion. And you know, if you're a family, it's not a hard thing to do. You don't have to sort of have an hour-long, you know, preach at them. But we'll just pass the Bible around and let, let each one just read a scripture. And we've been enjoying recently um, Proverbs in the Message Translation. It's good stuff, some really good stuff. And, and I, I like to put um, the Bible on audio. Often, uh, you know, there's an, an app called Bible.is. You know, it's easy for me. So often I'll, I'll just listen to audio Bible or I've got a few audio Bibles that I just play while I'm doing my makeup or making the beds or washing the dishes just to, because to hear even a whole book read out is so good for my soul I'm not picking and choosing what I want to read or oh, I just I don't know if I understand that or like that I'll just read this bit but getting a picture of what the Holy Spirit is speaking through the word of God recognizing this is his love letter to us hallelujah we read it now with the Holy Spirit having enlightened the eyes of our understanding and, uh, you know, I've been, I was listening to Hebrews today. Good stuff. Wonderful stuff. And so I want to encourage you. I say that 
not to say, oh, aren't I great listening to the Bible? I say that because I really want to express to you, this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. And if you will cooperate with what he's doing, if you'll recognize what the Spirit of God is doing and lean into it, God will give you more. He who has, more will be given. And, and I believe we have, to, we have to be aware of the times and the seasons. We have to be people that are recognizing what the Spirit of God is doing so that we can fully steward and enjoy what God is doing. Amen? I, I really believe that we are entering into a teaching season where the Holy Spirit is really releasing revelation on made, in major ways. And so I want to encourage you that you don't have to be a fivefold teacher. I'm not. But if you, this is something that the Spirit of God is giving invitation. He's saying, I want to teach you. I want to show you. I want to speak to you. And if you'll allow him, if, if, you, if that's what you sense the Holy Spirit doing, feed it. Go, mm, okay, I'm going to go that, going to go that way. I'm going to incline my ear a little more. Just like Moses, when he saw the burning bush, the Lord says that when he turned aside, the Lord spoke to Moses out of the book, but it, out of the bush. But it wasn't until he actually turned aside that he began to get the revelation, hallelujah, of the visitation. And we are having a sovereign visitation from God, but God is wanting to bring out of it revelation and commissioning. Hallelujah. And it's good. Praise God. I think you're either very quiet or um, okay. Talk back to me. I like it. I want to fellowship with you. You know, I believe that um, the Spirit of God is leading us. And I've been sharing for a little while now about what I believe is key to this awakening that's happening globally. And um, I, I've been really focusing on it because I've been finishing up a final manuscript for my book that's coming out. And part of what I'm saying is, is I really believe the Spirit of God is awakening the church through a supernatural revelation of the knowledge of Him. That everything that God is doing is coming from awakening our hearts to who He is. Because it's from the knowledge of him that that we are able to receive the light of God to be able to walk in his light hallelujah in his light we see light and it's in knowing him that we enter into the light hallelujah he is the way the truth and the life and it's in knowing him that we get to partake of all these good things so we were reading um a couple of weeks ago from the book of James Hallelujah. Thank you, God. James chapter 1. I just want to uh, just recap there if you would go there with me. Now, I've, been, um, I've even been thinking this week about the Spirit of God really just drawing people and drawing me particularly to, to really ask again, what is my spirit craving? Okay. My soul cries for you. My deep is calling out to his deep. I am longing to fellowship with God. Okay, that being what I recognize, that is what the Spirit of God in me is yearning for. I then need to take responsibility to apply that and give God opportunity 
to fellowship with me to the level that he's making me long to fellowship with him. He's so good. You know, we love because he first loved us. He gives us exactly the desires of our heart. He gives it to us in the first place because he's got a really good plan in wanting to fulfill it. Hallelujah. So when you recognize, oh, that's the desire of my heart that God's given me, you can go, oh, that feels good. Hooray, that feels good. Or you can yield to it and go, okay, that being so, what adjustments do I need to make? to focus. I was thinking even this morning about Pilgrim's Progress. Ever read Pilgrim's Progress? And um, in a vanity fair that they all had to go through and, and the different distractions. But it was beautiful. In, the, in, in Pilgrim's Progress, the, the, um, the Christians are, are often answering with and being reminded of Scripture as they walk through, as they're facing temptations to get distracted by this or get, you know, get caught up in Vanity Fair or whatever it might be. The Scriptures keep coming back to their memory. Okay, yeah, that's right. This is what the Lord says. Hallelujah. Uh, narrow is the way that leads to life. And, and that's why I've been encouraging us as a church to really lay a hold of, of memorizing Scripture, talking about it to one another. I want to see culture shift to the point that it becomes normal for us to be talking about the Scriptures we've just read 10 minutes ago. Where, when we're fellowshipping together, we want to, let's just open the Word and just look. I just want to talk. Ah, I saw this. This is so exciting. And you know, instead of people thinking, oh, well, you know, how, how religious, how spiritual, recognizing instead that, you know, if they were talking about a message that they got from the person that they're in love with, your response wouldn't be how religious. It would be how romantic. We want to be known by our love for God and our love for each other. Then we need a cultural mindset change. Hallelujah. I want people to see you and go, how romantic. This divine romance that they are in. They are so in love with God. They've got something worth living and dying for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good stuff. Hallelujah. Okay. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. That's verse 12. It's all good. So I'll, keep, I'll skip through to um, verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. As I shared the other week, that scripture used to condemn me. I'd feel like, oh, I'm trying to be a doer of the word. I could do better. I'm not doing, I'm not there yet. I'm going to oh, sort yourself out. Come on, be a better doer of the word. But I love, I love the way that scripture is so... Um, so powerful in always providing for us the answer. God doesn't come and condemn us and say, you need to try hard, you're not doing well enough. He, in everything, he's always got the answer embedded. Hallelujah. And he says, if you're not a doer of the word, it's because you've forgotten what you look like. You're, for, you're like someone that's gazed into the, whoa, the glorious Lord, liberty of Jesus. You've gazed into his glory and seen him. 
and then forgotten about it, forgotten what you look like. You see, it's in knowing him that we know ourselves because he says it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. Hallelujah. We've been crucified with Christ, raised up together with him, seated with him in heavenly places. As he is, so are we in this world. The more we know about him, the more we discover about him in the word of God, the more that we behold him, the more we understand, okay, this is what he's like. As he is, so am I in this world. Looking at him is like looking at a mirror. Hallelujah. We behold him and we, oh, wow, that's what I look like. And he's wanting to remind you over and over again that This is your true identity, that we might live out of that place of identity. You are somebody now. This is who you are. You are gracious. You are kind. You are full of peace. You're full of joy. You've got power to be lovely when you're tired. You've got power to be gracious when you feel like you've you've run out of human strength. You've got power to access to be utterly gloriously full of joy and peace and love. You've got love to spare, to give, because that's what you look like. Amen? And we shared from Second Peter um, the other week that, it, that Peter was agreeing with James in that he was saying, these are the beautiful virtues of God. Add, make every effort to add to your faith. All of these wonderful virtues, you can read it in Second Peter chapter 1 there. But add to your faith this, add to your faith this. And if, if you're not doing this, this is Catherine's paraphrase, Peter says, if you're not displaying these virtues, it's because you have forgotten that you've been purified from your sins. Hooray? Again, he doesn't come in and say, if you're not doing these things, if you're not living like Christ, if your life isn't like Jesus, if you're not, expl- if you're not releasing the power of God and, and demonstrating his character in every moment, then you should be ashamed of yourselves. But he says, if you're not, if you're not demonstrating the character of God in your life continuously, it's because there's some part of you that is forgetting what you truly look like. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on the heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, we all with unveiled face, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. What image is that? The image of God from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What the Lord's saying here is that we now in Christ, 
hallelujah, can read the whole book with, with the revelation knowledge that, oh, I've been set free. I've been set free from the law of sin and death. And now I've been given power, hallelujah, over all the works of the flesh. I've been given power over sin and death. And now I have power to be like him. Everything I discover about him is revelation, like looking in a mirror and recognizing, wow, that's what I am like. Hallelujah. In, in, when I read about him and when I, I spend time fellowshipping with him and he speaks to me, the way he speaks to me that causes my heart to resonate. You know, when you hear the voice of God and it's like, oh, God. That same power flows through us. The more, more time you spend hearing him speak to you, the more you'll remember when you speak to others this is who I am. And I speak to people, their, their lives are going to change. They're going to sense the peace of God. When I, even without thinking about it, when I lay hands on them, when I shake their hand, they're going to feel the presence and the power of God. Hallelujah. When I walk into the room, people are just going to sense the atmosphere change. It's going to shift. That is not an arrogant frame of mind. That is a, that is a life that's having your mind transformed. You see, God created you for greater works than even Jesus did. We've been stuck in the mud of false humility. You know, people have been so afraid of getting proud that they've been afraid of embracing the revelation that God has given you that you hang on. How can you be proud anyway? It's not about you. You are dead. It's no longer you who lives. Jesus who lives in you, you are now the light of the world. Not because you're something great, but because he's amazing and he's now given you his life. Mm. So now we with unveiled face are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. You see, I believe that the Spirit of God is so wanting to lead us into a deeper level of fellowship with God. That he's wanting to lead us into deeper levels of revelation about him. That's why this hunger is stirring for the word of God. That Because it's like, ah, I want to see more. Because as I'm discovering it, instead of reading it, you know, I used to read the Psalms sometimes and and. And there'd be a promise in there for the righteous. And something inside of me would go, ah, never mind. (laughs) I don't think I quite qualify for that yet. Because even though theoretically I knew I am the righteousness of God in Christ, I still didn't feel like I really could come into that category of really being able to inherit all of the promises for the righteous. You might think that's silly, but it, it was, it was my, my way of thinking that, you know, I was still thinking with a human understanding that 
Righteousness is earned by my performance or my behavior, but it's not. My righteousness comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. But now the heart of my God who loves me, this one who I get to read his love letters and his messages to me, this one that's calling me to fellowship with him, his heart is that I would rapidly grow in him in revelation knowledge. Now, I'm not growing and changing in terms of becoming more righteous, but I am growing in revelation knowledge of, whoa, I've got that available to me. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool, God. I can do this. I, you know, the more I know about him, the more I grow from glory to glory. That is revelation of, oh, oh wow. I get to reflect and glorify him in ever-increasing ways. You see, all that we have is flowing from him. But unless we remain connected, they who abide in him will produce much fruit, much fruit. And if you are finding, well, I was cranky with this person the other day or I didn't do very well there or, you know, God's saying, hey, well, just let me lift up your head. Let me fellowship with you. Let me remind you and help you look into the heavenly mirror, which is my face. So that you can remember, that's who I am. That's what I look like. Amen. The Holy Spirit, I really believe, is stirring the hearts of men and women to to become absolutely sold out lovers of God. He is after your heart, and I tell you, he is pulling out all the stops. It is just a waterfall of, of revival, revelation, glory, just being poured out. And he's saying, will you respond? Will you recognize the desire that I'm giving to you in your heart? Will you steward what I'm giving you? Because if you will take it, I'm going to help you open up your heart to receive the fullness of God. You know, it's only as we, as we yield to that, as we recognize, ah, yes, that is the desire that you put in my heart. You know, it does feel good. Anybody know what I'm talking about when you feel that divine ache to know him more? Anybody understand that? It does. It feels great. But it's one thing to go and recognize, yes, I recognize that's God. And it's another thing to go the next step and say, well, that's, that's God. Therefore, I'm going to take more time to put him first. You know, I, sometimes we can... We can be, treat our time with God as though it's our obligation. And God wants us to change our thinking to recognize this is my great privilege. When I'm away from home, uh, you know, it doesn't, I, nobody has to remind me to check and see if they happen to be on Skype. Nobody has to remind me or, I, you know, I, I'm never too tired to want to just check the emails just in case. There's something I need to know about from home or, uh, you know, because I love them. It's the same thing with church. I love church. I love you. And so, you know, my heart is naturally drawn to want to know what's going on, to be praying. And, and 
much more so. My motivation for reading the Word of God, spending time with God, is because I love Him. And you know, He's put that motivation in your heart. As you go with Him, it's like stepping out on the water when Peter went to walk on water. God supernaturally carries you. And the thrill and the joy of recognizing this is this is supernatural. I am fellowshipping with the unseen God. I am fellowshipping. It's, it's awesome. And God wants to refresh and encourage you in it. Amen? There's nothing wrong with you that a kiss from God couldn't fix. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to refresh your hearts today. He wants to lift you up. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful. I used to be somebody that I could easily get drawn into a track of, of, you know, thinking about a problem and talking about the problem and then thinking some more about the problem and thinking some more about and then not being able to sleep properly because I'm thinking about the problem. And God in his great love has been reminding me recently, that's not who you are. That's not what your mind was made for. Here, nothing wrong with you that a kiss couldn't fix. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. It's these everyday little things that God is fine-tuning the lens that you are seeing him with. And we do that. Our minds are renewed by, as we read the word of God, as we spend time, as we seek to know him. It's as though he, he increases our ability to, to recognize and see the fine detail of who he is so that we can understand who we are. It's, it becomes added into our daily life and character. Hallelujah. He has given you his character. You just got to know you got it. Hallelujah. You've got to understand it. You don't, you don't seek to have it. You go, I already have that. That's awesome. Hallelujah. There's, there's some amazing privileges that we have, but even as, as people living in Australia, but you need to be aware of them to be able to, to have them. Hallelujah. I remember somebody telling a story once about this family that were traveling on the Titanic. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't the Titanic. That's a good thing. On a big ship. Going from England to America. And um, about three-quarters of the way through the trip, um, a fellow was talking to um, the head of the, the, this group that were traveling and saying, um, what are you doing there? Because he, he was opening a little tin that had cheese and crackers in it, and, and he was just doling it out to the, the kids and to his wife. And, and he'd seen them do this every day of the, of the voyage, dole, doling out cracker, cheese, cracker, cheese every day. And saying, he came up to him finally. His curiosity got the better of him. And he said, why do you do that? He said, oh, well, you know, I'm, I've rationed enough to last for the whole journey. And the guy said, why don't you just go down to the buffet and eat? And he goes, well, you know, we, we, we didn't have money to, to do that. And the guy said, didn't you know it was paid for when you bought your ticket? And you know, that's what it's like for many of us in the kingdom. 
you've got it all. It's all been paid for. It's all available to you, but you're living on cheese and crackers. God wants to give you revelation knowledge. He says it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants you to know, here, I've given you this power now to be different. You are no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer a slave to your addiction. You're no longer a slave to what you you used to think was your, your default nature. I've given you a whole new nature. I want you to begin to understand. You don't have to be like that anymore. Your old ways of thinking, I want to give you revelation knowledge that that isn't who you are anymore. If you used to be somebody that struggled with anger, the truth is when you've been born again, the Spirit of God has already given you power to be exactly as He is. And if you're not displaying the gentleness and the kindness of God, it's because you have forgotten what you look like. If you're... If you're struggling with being a negative person. Oh, well, I'm just a negative person. I'm trying not to be. God's saying, hey, that's not actually who you are. Lift up your head. Let me show you. This is available to you now. If you'll if you, if you just grab it and say, thank you, it, it's given to you already. You've been given power to be so full of hope, so full of joy that people are going to want to be around you. You know, it's not good to spend time or too much time with negative people. Pull you down. I read that in the Proverbs. But God wants to make you somebody that people are going to want to hang around. Hallelujah. Somebody whose words and speech are full of grace, full of joy, full of peace, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He wants to give you peace that passes understanding. He says, I've already paid for it. Here it is. Just come up here and eat. I've laid a banqueting table before you in the presence of your enemies. Come, take it, eat it, enjoy it and be my hands and my feet. Be my reflection that others might look into the mirror of who I am by seeing who you are. Hallelujah. So that they'll say, I want what you've got. Hallelujah. We are ambassadors of Christ. And we are ones who have the tremendous privilege of gazing on the face of God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your presence today. I thank you for the truth. I thank you for your love. God, I thank you, Lord, that you would come and you'd kiss your people. I thank you, Lord, that there is nothing wrong with any of us that a kiss from you can't fix. God, I pray that you'd kiss them, Lord, with your kindness. You'd kiss them with the revelation of your word. Lord, I'm asking that you'd come and that you would lift up your people's heads. Father, I thank you for power here today. Lord, I thank you for the law of liberty. Jesus, I thank you for liberty. I I just sense the liberty of God just coming right now, that there's some people here that you've really been struggling with oppression, and it's it's been a battle. The Holy Spirit's just here right now. He's saying, freedom, freedom. I just say, there's some, some people right, whoa, over there. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just say, oppression, go. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. 